This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. It's good to be back. This is the critical second week of the Ontario election campaign, and the most recent Main Street research poll has Andrea Horvath's New Democrats solidly in second place ahead of the Kathleen Wynne Liberals and behind PC leader Doug Ford. As a result... The NDP suddenly, at first people were probably ignoring it a little bit, is now becoming a target from both sides. And just this morning, NDP leader Andrea Horvath said that there's no way she would form a coalition with the Liberals if it looked like we were headed towards a minority government. The other really interesting thing in this poll is uh, that the PCs dropped. Now, uh, is that significant? Is that part of a trend? Or uh, was it just a a little blip? Uh, We're going to dig deeper into the results of this poll and the shifts in the election. Uh, I think a lot of things are shifting. Of course, we want to hear from you. Uh, The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And right now, we are going to keep Tito Maggie, the CEO of Main Street Research, and Ashton Arsenault from Crestview Strategy. Hi, guys. Hi, thanks for having me on again. Great, great to have you on. Now, uh, Quito, is there anything that surprised you in this poll? No, I guess um, the movement of the NDP up, uh, that substantially did surprise me a little bit, just uh, the level of the movement. Uh, we were one of, I think we were the only polling firm that still had never found the NDP in second or very, very close to second. If you had had them tied with the Liberals in the week leading up to the election, we still are the, the previous uh, poll on uh, our last pre-election poll on April 30th <laughs> had the Liberals still in second. And there was a complete reversal it did surprise me a little bit. We had been seeing some movement from the NDP in riding polls that we've been doing with the, the, a week and a half leading up to this latest poll. and But that was on average about 6 to 8% um, across the ridings. Seeing this complete reversal between the NDP and the Liberals uh, was a bit surprising. Uh, Ashton, uh, what do you make of it? Well, I think it just reinforces consistency. Just to jump on what Keto was saying, um, they've been trending upwards essentially since the campaign got underway. And I think you're seeing an emboldening of her support base uh, through a couple of things. Uh, number one, they're campaigning pretty well thus far. The Liberals really are not. Uh, number two, Ontario is primed and ready for a change. Uh, the polling, if nothing else, uh, makes that crystal clear. And finally, there's been two debates, and Andrea Horvath has done pretty well. Um, She's done well in northern Ontario, where they're going to be very competitive with the PCs. She did well in the first debate as well, which is Toronto-centric. So 
I think that's uh, certainly contributing to our results, and I would look for those to sort of uh, solidify as the campaign moves, moves uh, near the end. Now, Quito, um, I saw another poll, and I forget whose poll it was, but it was starting to show um, a collapse of the liberal kind of anti-Doug Ford vote, which uh, it was sort of where people were asked, would you move your vote from the liberals to the NDP if you thought that was the way to stop Doug Ford? Did you see any hint of that in, in your work? Yeah, as the poll you're referencing is from Polera Strategic Insights, uh, Don Guy's shop, uh, very smart uh, individuals there as well. I'm not going to comment uh, just just for your reference. Um, um, but yes, uh, our polls for at least a couple of months now have been pointing to the possibility that the NDP would overtake the Liberals. We've seen Andrew Horvath's favorabilities always outpacing those of Kathleen Wynne and even those of Patrick Brown. Then after post-election, uh, post-leadership, those of Doug Ford. That trend has continued. Kathleen Wynne has scored between a net negative 35 and a net negative 50 in favorability. Wow. Doug Ford between minus 10 and minus 20. Andrew Horvath has, has consistently scored around six, uh, plus six, and in our latest poll, I think it, it went up to about a plus 15. So uh, we know from the poll that we did after the debate that a lot of people thought she did pretty well, although most people said they thought Doug Ford won, um, but certainly that she did better than Kathleen Wynne. So a lot of those not-Doug Ford voters... Uh, similarly to what Polera found, we're we're seeing the second choices now. For the last two months, uh, people are telling us, PC voters are telling us that their second choice, should they change their minds, uh, overwhelmingly six to one, seven to one, the ratio breaking towards the NDP and not towards the Liberals. So as we've seen. The PCs didn't have a good week. Uh, some negative news. The, the 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 advertising campaign from the Liberals has moved votes away from the PCs. But for every eight votes that 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 have gone away from the PCs, seven have gone to the NDP. One has gone to the Liberals. That's the real problem in the math for Kathleen Wynne and the Ontario Liberals. Is the more they push votes away from Doug Ford, the more of them land in Andrea Horvath's lap. The math still points to them breaking in that direction should there be more uh, uh, decline of of D.C. voters. So this could get worse for the Liberals. It's hard to believe. It's almost certain to get better for the NDP. It's almost certain to get worse for the Liberals. Uh, And the PCs continue to sort of have this pretty substantial lead. Uh, It's pointing to a majority um, I think if something doesn't happen in the next seven to ten days, this election is a foregone conclusion. But seven to ten days is an eternity in a campaign. Of, of course it is. Now, uh, before we uh, uh, get back to Ashton, just this drop in the PC vote, do you see that as a blip or is it a trend? No, I, th- I mean, look, if you look at the last three polls that that, that we've uh, um produced they went from 50 to 45 to 42 so this last one was right around the margin of error so it's really just a blip uh, if we see them now continuing to dip closer to 
40% or just under 40%. Uh, that's a trend. Uh, we'll know more in the coming days. We've started now daily tracking. It's going to be available on our website uh, by subscription uh, starting tomorrow, I believe. Um, so I, we'll be able to see those trends more clearly now that we're starting daily uh, snapshots. Um, too early to tell. This one was right at the margin of error, whether it's a, whether it's a trend or or, or, a, or a real drop for the PCs. Um, and Ashton, uh, do you see any uh, spot in here where the NDP could come up through the middle kind of thing? It's certainly a possibility, and at this point, nobody should discount it. The problem is I think the NDP is going to run into a few issues, and Akita uh, largely touched on one of those things. And that, is, and I sound like a broken record here because I've said it on this show before, but uh, Andrea Horvath's personal numbers have always been really, really good. Um, and nobody can kind of figure out why that her own personal success isn't translating to the rest of the party. And the reality is it's because the NDP has trended more and more left, and they've got voices that are getting more and more radical as the years go by. This used to be the party of the workers, the people that used to stand up for miners and mill workers, and now it seems to be a party that is exclusively catering to Toronto's special interests. So, uh, I, I mean, what when you say they're going to run into the uh, trouble, there was this business about the uh, the business tax, business property tax going up. Well, that's just one issue. And then you also hear today that you know, she wouldn't necessarily rule out fo- forming a, uh, a minority coalition with the Liberals. No, no, Nobody no. She to. said she would rule it out. Absolutely. The reality is this. The Ontario people want change, and they don't want some backroom deal. Uh, and Andrea Horvath needs to campaign for her party and not make any side deals with the Liberals, or she will lose very, very quickly. She's just said, we just, uh, it just happened very shortly. She just said that she would not make a deal with the Liberals. Well, that's good. Her campaign team advised her correctly then. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, even though this time she might be the one uh, in charge. But, um, yeah, and uh, Quito, so um, do you see you see further gains? Uh, do you see a further collapse in the Liberal vote? It's possible. This could, this could move in either direction. I, I, I wrote a piece yesterday based on some of the riding polls that we've done saying, is there a shy... Kathleen Wynne vote. And the reason for that speculation is that consistently across Ontario, and remember, we've pulled 93 of the 124 ridings across this province. Um, consistently, what we're seeing is when we ask people, are you going to vote Ontario Liberal Party led by Kathleen Wynne versus cons- uh, Progressive Conservative led by Doug Ford, uh, Andrew Horvath led NDP, Shriner led Greens. Consistently, we've seen pretty substantial leads for the progressive conservatives. And then when we ask local candidates how you're going to vote um, in, in, in all of those ridings, the local candidate liberal outperforms uh, the party and leader brand. And even where there's not an incumbent, uh, I posted one example, can't say which riding it was, but there's a lot of these. And it was a 22-point swing. It went from 51-27 for the PCs in that riding to 43-41 for the local candidates. That's a dramatic uh, difference. And it can't just be based on the popularity of a local candidate, per se. Maybe it's just a shy win vote. Too early to tell. 
as this new positive ad campaign is launched by the Liberals, it may flush help pollsters like us flush out some of those shy Liberals um, who are right now maybe reluctant to say that they're going to vote for Kathleen Wynne. On the other hand, the other numbers, the leanings, the Liberals are trailing by 10%. The NDP is now clearly uh, out front among the undecided leanings. They're leading substantially among the second choices. That's pointing the possibility of further growth for the NDP. That's why I say seven to 10 days. If something doesn't change, the Liberal vote could collapse into the high teens. The, the NDP would move up into the low 30s. Suddenly it's a two-horse race, and that's not bad news uh, for, the, for the Liberals, especially in the regions. Really, the numbers that were surprising were that the NDP, we found them second in the eastern region. We found them second in the 905 in, and in south-central, places where they traditionally struggle. They're not going to win a lot of seats in those areas because they've gone from an average of 12% up to 24 but what it's going to do is hand all of those seats. It's going to be a sweep for the PCs, potentially. So it'll take about a week for us to flush all that out and see which direction it's going to go. But those are the two possibilities. Okay, everybody, uh, hang on. We're going to take a couple of calls. Uh, let's go to Helen in Toronto. Hi, Helen. Hi. Okay, I'm calling regarding the just PCs. We have had no information where we vote from anybody. We had to find a place today that we've seen on, on uh, Jane and um, Lawrence, or Western, uh, Western Road and Lawrence, but we have, we have no idea where we had to vote. We haven't had any information. I know Wynn screwed him up, but that's okay. We'll, he'll probably win. We hope he does. Um, but we haven't had anything on this. It's, uh, you won't, it, it's a little early for that. You, you oh. will get cards in the mail. Okay. From, from elections telling you where to vote if you're on the voters list, and there's okay. a, a lot of information. How do we know we're on the list? Well, have you voted before? Yes, I vote list? every time. Okay, well, then you'll get your card. I haven't got it either. It's early. Okay. It's very early. Okay, as for the NDP, Bob Ray was in our area that one, in 1994. He promised that the Eglinton subway would go through if he lost or not. Well, he did lose, and it never went through. Now it's going through, and it's like 20 years later, and it's going to take another 5 or 10 years before it's built. And we've been in this area. We've had a mess for about 15 years on Eglinton, and we can't get by. Why is it taking so long, Metrolinks, to get this one subway built when they can do with Young Street and other subways a lot faster? Okay. Thanks for your call, Helen. Okay. Um, we're going to take one more. We've got Tony in Niagara. Hello, Tony. Hello. How are you? Fine. Good. Okay. I'm in Niagara. I'm going to his rally, uh, Mr. Ford's rally there in uh, Niagara. I got my signs all made up. No more fake gas plants. No more fake bridges. Ford number one. Okay. Uh, PCs have everything in order here. They got their offices on Garrison Road, Fort Erie, Lundy's Lane in uh, Niagara Falls, and I, I'm not sure about uh, St. Catharines, but everything's under control here. Okay, thanks Bye. for that, Tony. Bye. Okay, um, we are uh, about to uh, move on to another aspect of uh, the polling. Thank you to Keto Maggie and to Ashton Arsenault. Right now, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about artificial intelligence predicting the election. We'll be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. 
Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.